Right, hello everybody. Happy New Year, or almost Happy New Year. I'm crossing my finger we release this episode when we say we're going to. It's uh, either hope your holidays went well or Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, or like Happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> this is Erica and Katie. And we're here with Rose all day anyway. Anyways. Yeah. I guess we have to keep that in whatever new theme song we do. Yeah. There still have to be an echo. We will sometime in 2020 be releasing a new theme song coming up. So. Yeah. New year, new song. I would love to hear from people like what they would like to hear in a theme song. Like, do you want like another sexy jam or like you want us to like is that is that what we're calling our theme song right now is a yeah, sexy jam it's very like boonch, boonch, boonch. very sexy jam or do we want like a like a like a bopper hit <laughs> you just said that almost like a rap like a like a like a bopper hit <laughs> that's just my stutter katie <laughs> <laughs> no, i thought you were doing that on purpose <laughs> no 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 my stutter makes me sound cool sometimes <laughs> Well, so we are recording this pre-Hanukkah, Christmas, all those things. I thought we're in Hanukkah right now. No, it starts like Friday, I think. Oh. Today's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Ooh, let me look at that up real quick. Look, I don't correct me. I didn't look it up this year. I usually know in the high holiday, though. Hanukkah starts Sunday, December 22nd. I'm right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, we are not in Hanukkah yet. You are not in Hanukkah. I'm just a goy, so I don't know. I look up the high holidays because one of my best friends is Jewish, and often it falls around my birthday, and I need to understand if she can come to my birthday party or not. So I have always looked it up because I knew exactly when it was. Because I would, and at one point she was my roommate, so I would plan my birthday party around the high holidays for quite some time. Well, whatever you celebrate, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Any other holidays around this time? I feel like we're missing maybe a couple others. Yeah. Well, happy, happy solstice. Happy solstice. Whatever you celebrate, hope it's a good one. We are celebrating this past very turbulent year today on the podcast. It's you know what? I was saying to Katie earlier, this year, though, I feel like for both of us, have had a lot of big highs and big lows, but a lot of growth. And so kind of like looking back at 2019 and like looking at like the the growth and like we're taking the positive thing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We've done a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the, one of the big things that came out of 2019 with the podcast, because we did one or two episodes in 2018 at the mm-hmm. very end of 2018, mm-hmm. but most of what we recorded was mm-hmm. in this year. So this year was really yeah. finding our podcast, finding our voice, mm-hmm. and like building our quote unquote fan base and growing <laughs> and growing it. Hi, Gina Marie. Hi, Rhonda. <laughs> Hi, Leela. That's our fan base. I don't think any of them are listening. Maybe Leela. The rest of them, I think, only listened to the episode they were on. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Well, uh, but Margie, Margie is probably listening to it. Hi, Margie. <laughs> we're just naming members of our family now, guys. My aunts, they listen. Another family member. Yep, yep. You know what? There are definitely a lot of people in our work community that who listen. have come mm-hmm. up and been like, oh, love the podcast, listening to it. And it has not damaged our careers thus far. So... so. <laughs> Far. Some of my board members have been like, wait, you have a podcast? And I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud. Nope, don't. Don't. <laughs> don't worry. Listen to that. <laughs> Not a thing. <laughs> you know, we had, maybe I mentioned this, maybe I will mention this 
we have another podcast that we've recorded that's on deck, but it won't come out until after this one. And I'm, yeah. maybe I mentioned on the last one, but we recently met with someone for my for my publishing business whose book we really love and we want to publish. And that person had done their research on us. And so he's asking me questions about like what I'd published and stuff. And then suddenly he was like, and you have another podcast, don't you? And I started laughing. I was like, yeah, did you listen to it? And he was like, I checked you guys out. It's pretty cool. You know, and I was like, yeah, it's just, just me and my friend hanging out, you know, saying fuck the patriarchy constantly. (laughs) I'm saying this to like a white male. (laughs) Oh man. Oh, and one of the things that we learned in 2019, before I forget to do it, is that pretty much although they at first at the beginning of the year was made in 2017, but then as we got into we it, we drank all that. We drank all that. So now into the 2018 day. Speaking of which, we are today drinking a bottle. I actually love this. I think. I have this bottle of the decoration in my home. It's a pretty bottle. Yeah, it's a very pretty bottle. It's called Amée du Vin. It's been a while since we've had a... <laughs> Some French, French in here. Yeah. Class it up. Côte de Province, Rosé, product of France, and soul of wine from the bottle, and it was made in, guess? 2018? 2018. Wow. Great year for Rosé. Great, great. <laughs> a great new year for Rosé. Well, now that we're entering into 2020, I wonder when we'll cross over into the 2019s. I kind of feel like they probably made a lot more in 2018 because I feel like I feel like it really caught on at some point. So maybe they just like have a lot of rosé. Now, you know what I mean? Like we might be hitting a point where you'll pull out hmm. like a 2018 and 2020. Speaking of French things, I learned something today. Mm-hmm. The French have officially on their like census done away with the term mademoiselle. You know, oh. like we have Mrs. and Miss, mm-hmm. and then we have Ms. Mm-hmm. They've officially done away with Mademoiselle, and everyone's just Madame now mm. because it's like really sexist to have like unmarried versus married woman. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's What's nice. on our census? Probably not that. <laughs> no, <laughs> come on, we're not. It probably says like unmarried shrew or Mrs. <laughs> yeah, like we're Ethel. Yeah, <laughs> America. The assholes of the world. That's basically what we do. Actually, yeah. well, it's us in Russia. Yeah. We're like different. Like one is like the jock. And then the other one's like that. I don't know. Like that guy who like thinks he knows that, that nerd who thinks he knows everything. And everyone kind of like hates him because he's like, I'm so smart and you're also dumb. That's Russia. Oh, I was about to say, we are not that. Just, oh, no, no. But America is the dumb jock. We're just the dumb jock. We yeah. peaked at 16 on the football field. Yeah. And we like... To prove, like, how manly we were becoming, we, like, dropped the bomb. And, like, that was our greatest hit, which... It's appropriate that we're going out in 2019 with a vehement impeachment trial going on right now. I watched some of it today, and I was like, I can't. (laughs) I just, like, I five minutes, five to ten minutes was good enough for me, and I was like, I I can't. I can't do this anymore. Well, you know, I just like leave NPR on in the car and that's what I listen to. And so I've been listening to it every time I drive to teach right now. It's intense. It, it's ridi- it's ridiculous. It, it's, it's, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, I'm like, I, I don't, why, how are we redefining crime? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so partisan. It's insane. It is insane. There is no dialogue happening. No. It's kind of crazy. No, everyone's just like getting up and like dating their point and then like mm-hmm. there's no, no one listening to anything that anyone's saying. Like, it's, 
I mean, that's America, though, now, right? That's true. No one's listening. Well, what would we eat with this beautiful wine? You know what we're eating right now. Very buttery. We are eating holiday cookie. What we have left out right now is... I want this one with the little bobbles. Yeah. we have, The bobbles are a little hard, though, so be careful. Like, don't go crazy when you bite into it. We have a Christmas tree. We have a star. And then we have broken oh, bits of other cookies. That's a Star of David right there. I wasn't sure if it was a Star of David or, or not. Or a snowflake. I can't tell. Yeah. It's a Star of David or a snowflake. The cookies were made by my friend Christina for her holiday party. And I was like, oh, Katie and I are going to make cookies. But now I'm just going to go ahead and take those. Uh, <laughs> so we're just eating stolen cookies. That we, that one. I personally frosted. I did decorate them. And anybody who gets my holiday card, you will be seeing a picture of them. <laughs> so enjoy. They're delicious. They are. They're very buttery. Thank mm-hmm. you, Christina. Mm-hmm. We're going to shout you out. So some things that we've taken out of this year, obviously, are like the podcast. I would say we, de- I mean, you and I were friends before, but I would say like this is the year we definitely became like best friends. Yeah. Yeah. We're here all the time. Yeah. You didn't even move out of the neighborhood because you want to Because it couldn't be that I moved. <laughs> I moved into my own apartment this year. That's true. Um, That's I'm step. living on my own for the first time and in like a real apartment, not like a like like a like a one bedroom apartment. It's like a real apartment, y'all. And I wanted, pretty big. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I preferred that apartment was because I like couldn't live that far away from Katie. Yeah, you're within a short walking distance on Riverside. Yeah. Of me. Yeah, you had a lot of bigs this year. You became the acting director of your organization for a while. That was towards the end of last year. And then, yeah, that finished off at the beginning mm-hmm. of 2019. And then I got promoted to deputy director this year and we're in the midst of like a major leadership transition Mm -hmm. that I'm playing like a key role and like overseeing internally so that's definitely a big thing in my Mm -hmm. career that's happening positive things positive things yeah you know change is good and change is hard I think that's the big thing about this like it's a good thing but it's like a hard thing yeah I'm like We've had the same leadership for a while, and it means a lot personally to people what's happening. And I definitely had my first personal moment a couple of weeks ago where I actually, like, cried because my boss is my friend now. And I was like, so, like, it's good, but it's hard. Yeah. But it's requiring me to step up in a way. This year has been a big year in my career that requires me to step up over and over again. And also, like, really what leadership means when it comes to not just the good stuff, but also owning the hard stuff mm-hmm. and the vast stuff and having to make tough decisions and make tough decisions that, like, affect other people. It's been a big year around, like, learning that and then learning myself about how becoming more vulnerable actually... I don't know if they make it easier for me to make those decisions, but makes me help me make better decision like becoming a more vulnerable human being Mm -hmm. this year i fell in and out of love that was like a big thing i'm pretty much out at this point (laughs) pretty much on the the back end and then like we were just like sad like like sad like oh i'm sad it worked out that way but like that was a big thing this year how are you feeling in this last couple weeks of the year about it like as a, as a human being like, or like, like physically how do you feel I'm definitely tired I'm very tired mm-hmm. I feel like I've been carrying a lot for myself and for other people and one of the decisions I recently made with the like 
in ways that I can shed what I feel like I've been carrying for other people. And so, but sometimes when you take that off, all of a sudden you feel even more tired because mm-hmm. you like realize what you were doing. So like I'm tired. Apparently I've lost a crap ton of weight, but I'm not like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I lost weight. Ooh, too much weight, but maybe not because that was my goal weight. That's like my, what I think about physically, I'm like, ooh, my hips are back. Guys, this is what it's like to be a woman. Welcome. Welcome to being a woman. So maybe the one person, one male person is listening. But I am like, I think the thing that I have, like I have like accepted, like some of the big transitions that are happening are carrying on in 2020. And instead of being like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be great. Everything's going to be, I'm like, no, actually some of it's going to be really tough. And so because of that, one of the things I'm doing for myself when I set my goals for this upcoming year is that I am making space for like self-care and like exercise and like things I like to do and like how do I build that in not fooling myself knowing that at least the first half of the year might be a little tough mm-hmm. how am I actually like doing that and making sure I like spend time with friends like one of the things I know it's like I would rather I think travel more over the next few months not a ton but I would rather go visit people than have people visit me mm-hmm. I think one of the things I realized just because like everything's so hectic right now it's stuff like that that I'm like thinking about and thinking about like I want to take this dance class and then a performance because like that's usually a really good thing for me and mm-hmm. so like I definitely am like oh I really need to perform more because like that is like such a release for me and just really like thinking through mm-hmm. what are the things that make me feel good and being realistic about what I can do and then like peppering those throughout the year. So I'm excited about thinking about doing like those kind of things again. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. It's and what's been, I mean, you have also had a lot happen. It's been a really could, hard year. Honestly. Start with the good first. If you have, if you have something good, <laughs> start with the good first and then work your way. Well, maybe it's just where I am. I have not had any like real like, high highs this year honestly like thinking about it like I'm still the director of a program been doing that which is I guess a high that I still have a job you know that's a high (laughs) you know the business is doing well our publishing business we put out our first book this year we're working on our second one so that's really great but like personally for myself a lot of like really hard things happened this year and so I haven't been publishing much myself you know my novel's kind of on hold I'm working on it now, but it was for a while. I just like I couldn't write, which is a real point of struggle for for me when I like when I can't write. That contributes to like a lot of down like feeling. Yeah, that's what me. you know. What I realized when I was talking earlier about how I had cut someone out of my life for about two weeks after that. I realized just last week I wasn't listening to music on my headphone. Yeah, on and maybe also just because like. That person also has a big relationship with music as well. Mm-hmm. Also, I may or may not have lost a part of a headphone at their home. <laughs> so I like had to go find a headphone where I can actually listen to music. But like I was like not listening. And then literally the other day I was walking to go teach and I had found the other headphone and I was walking and it was something ridiculous that came on. Like some 2000, like it was either like back that ass up or like, oh no, I remember what it was. It was, I'm going to buy you a drink. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And I literally stopped in the middle of Convent Avenue and started dancing. And I was like, right, this was something I needed. Yeah. So I can feel like when you're like, I'm not writing, like I'm not dancing and singing and that doesn't feel good either. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, but yesterday I started the first short story I have in a while, which was really great because I've been for a while, I guess we've said that we work in nonprofits. So for a while I've been wanting to write a story about working in nonprofits (laughs) and I started it and it made me laugh. And I was like, Oh, I forgot that I'm pretty good at this and I need to keep doing it. Can I do like so. an, like a read through on that and like give suggestions? <laughs> yeah, you'll see some things in there that are like you, like you know, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call people out and be be like that on here, but you'll read some things in it so far and start laughing and recognize some things. But yeah, so like no, like I mean, you know, we did we've done so much just like touring for the books and and stuff for the business and. Work has been insane, and my long-term relationship has been difficult this year for a lot of reasons. I mean, we're, you know, we love each other a lot, but as in any long-term partnership, things can happen. And if somebody goes through a traumatic event, the other person feels it, like, fully, you know, Mm -hmm. because you live with them and you're very close in their lives and so like we've just me and my partner have been through a lot and uh, basically like a month ago I was like okay I've been maintaining for a while to keep myself out of like depression and getting really low and I've been doing that okay but what I'm not doing is anything to like really reach those highs and Mm -hmm. like do the things that I really want to do and so I this is kind of my new year's resolution but I've been doing it for a month and a half. I've I've got a master spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. You know, I love a spreadsheet. <laughs> I took a page from the old Erica Atkins handbook, and I have different tabs for everything. So there's like a tab for how much I'm reading because I realized I wasn't reading as much. Ooh. How much I'm writing. How much I'm exercising. What vitamins I'm taking. What food I'm eating. My budget. My finances. What I'm saving how much I'm journaling and meditating. I have a tab for each one of these That's things. That's so great. I'm getting ready to do that, but I'm buying yeah. a goal book. Like I'm going to do a goal book in my yeah. iPad. Digital. It's yeah. just easier for me to keep it because I got it on my phone. And so like every day I just log what I've done and I've kept it up. And the last month has been looking pretty good. That's awesome. So that's, it's not like a resolution. I just, I gave myself though, I made it kind of a six month plan. Mm-hmm. Not that I won't continue these things, but one, to get back in the habit of those things. And two, I'm hoping to change some things in mm-hmm. six months. And mm-hmm. so some of those things are building towards that goal. Mm-hmm. You know, there are things can't say out loud, but there, there are some changes that I want to make. And so that's kind of, I was like, you know, like I really got to like make some habits and stick to some things and build towards some things. Cause I don't want to in six months turn around and be like, I didn't do this, this, and this. Like, I don't, like, because I'm doing it this way, I'm not kicking myself daily if I have to, like, miss a day exercising or something like that. I did drop off a little bit on my goal tracking toward the end of the year because with the move and, like, I was just, like, like, everything was, like, unrooted for a little bit. But I was, like, writing down and, like, I was using a, um, a journal that I got that does, like, a monthly reflection and a habit tracker and, like, all of that. And it held me accountable. So, for sure. Yeah. So that's that's really where I am. Like I learned a lot this year. This year was really it was a growth personal year, not mm-hmm. a growth necessarily like outwardly. I maintained like all the outward things I'm doing like with my job and my own business and my writing career and 
everything, but it was like more of a personal growth. And I've been doing like, there are a lot of personal things that I'm really proud of that I've been doing. Like this year I started going to Naranon, which is for family and friends of addicts. It's like the equivalent to like AA has Al-Anon, Narcotics Anonymous has Naranon, so friends and family. So I've made a lot of friends there and that's been really, really helpful just to like, because what's cool about Naranon and the 12 steps is that, and like, I don't want to get into all the 12 steps because it can become like almost cultish for some people, which I get it. Like you're, it's saving your, it saves so many people's lives, but you can use the 12 steps. You don't need to be an addict or anything addicted to anything to be on the to like work the 12 steps and like there's just like different mantras and things we talk about that have been really helpful and helped me to like personally like slow down and and grow like develop some awareness of things that I'm doing and how I'm reacting to other people in the world and it's been really helpful what would you say the biggest piece of personal growth that you've had like if you were to be like oh like that definitely feels different than from the beginning of the year. With Boundaries. The mm. My mantra has become detach with love, which is a big Naranon saying. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm daily saying that one mm-hmm. to myself. And like I talk about it all the time in like therapy or like, like just like when a conflict comes up, like say between me and my partner, you know, like we've had such a difficult time, but we have not been fight. Like we don't fight anymore. Like we honestly have gone through such a heavy traumatic experience that we stopped fighting and it's like more about like I don't know I almost like can't describe it some days it makes it more difficult because like some days like you just like want to fight with someone you're close with and Mm -hmm. like you know like you're just like you annoy me I just want to fight with you I don't know if I have that sensation but I do understand the. I mean I'm like with him every day every day like I'm like just being with a person every day, they're bound to do something that annoys you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I definitely, I think for me that manifests itself in like, I don't want to physically be around you right now. Yeah. Because I don't have a fighting spirit. <laughs> it's more like well, that, like how it manifests itself in me. Like I just need to physically, like, like I know that but people But that's how can it's t- developed for me now is that I've like stopped and I recognize when those moments are cropping up in me mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'm detaching right now. Love you. Bye. You know, like I got to go like take a walk. I got to go like sit in a coffee shop and read a book or I got to go over to Erica's house or do something like I need to like this is what I have to do for myself. And then just setting boundaries with other like I've have never been good at saying no. And I have said no a hell of a lot this year. That was my thing last year. 2018 was about learning how to say no, which had like manifested and blossomed in beautiful ways in 2019. Yeah. But 2018 was about learning to say no. Well, that's, I think that's mine this year. I've said no a lot of times. And what I've actually learned is that I've just been completely honest. Like I was talking to a friend from Naranon. I was hanging out with them last night. And how I've just been like completely honest about like what's going on in my life and where my partner and I are and just saying bluntly to people like, I can't do that. We're having like a a bad day over here and like we need time for like self-care and to not have to be 
reporting to anyone or like be on constantly or doing anything, you know? So being able to say no and realizing that the world won't fall apart when I do say that. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard if you're the kind of person who doesn't say no. I think the other part is like then I think like the flip side of that for me was then just recognizing like what's actually going to make me feel better versus worse. Most of the time saying no and I can't do something will make me feel better. But every once in a while I was like, yeah, no, that no is actually going to make me feel worse. And then just like yeah, gauging, like gauging from there, yeah. like what I yeah. should do. Yeah. Like, obviously there are things that like I have to say yes to or like I got to do just to like keep the train moving, you know. But And some of it to me though is about like relationships, right? Like you say yes to something because of like maybe you don't have to say yes. But there's something else in the balance. Mm-hmm. And so it's about, like, for me, kind of, like, it was about opening it up and, like, really looking at, like, okay, what's the big picture here? Yeah. What happens if I say yes or no to this? Yeah. How does this? Okay. And, like, really trying to understand, like, what the big picture was, mm-hmm. which I'm not always great at, but it was definitely something. My I feel like 2018 was about learning how to say no. 2019 was about looking at the big picture and understanding why I'm saying yes or no. Yeah. Maybe that's, I'm just like a year behind you. Yeah. I am one year younger than you. So yeah, so I'm just like, a year yeah, just you. like, come, jo- come and join me, Katie. 33. I'm, I'm going to be towards, your big picture yeah, year. There we go. That's yeah, it's, it's my Jesus year. I, see, I did not know that was a thing. Oh, my God. Then, now that I'm thinking about it, my G this year was a big year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I had never heard that Can before. I say that it is sacrilegious, sacrilegious if I feel like... It's like, probably, I feel like I was crucified and I died and I came back to life in 2019. Is somebody in your family going to yell at you for that comment? Um, maybe. I think it's funny, but... Uh, yeah. There, there are people who might yell at me. Sorry. No, I think my biggest growth was that I have figured out that I'm ready for a partnership. Yeah. I think that was my biggest piece of personal growth. Yeah. Like the career stuff like seemed pretty obvious and like big, but like that was like, I think that was the biggest thing coming out of 2019. And now that you said that, that gives a good preview for 2020 because we've already said that we're going to do a dating episode. Yeah. But here's the thing, realizing that I wanted a partnership and not just to like date has actually like changed, like made me want to be more thoughtful about how I do. Yeah. So that's why we need to do a dating episode because we just got to get it all out there and talk about it. What it makes me though not want to. It makes me though like I literally was actually also like I was like how much does it matchmaking stuff cost? Like I was like how do I actually get in situations where I'm not actually just having to date a bunch of random people, but like I'm actually like having like thoughtful connections with people. What that's gonna take some time to think about because that's not what dating is anymore. Yeah, but like how do like how do I do that? Because even in the most successful, even if they didn't end well like, connections that I've ever had with people, like, it was it was thoughtful. Like, I worked with them, I was friends with them, and then it bloomed into something. I was, like, set up with them because two people were, like, you would go well to get, like, it's mm-hmm. stuff like that that I'm, like, I feel like I'm, like, I feel like in my last relationship I got closer, and, there, and that's what made me realize that I wanted a partnership, that there were aspects of that relationship that felt like a partnership and it made me realize like I really like that that kind of like that calm comfortable like relationship and like I like like that I can be in a relationship with someone where I feel like 
oh, we could grow into something. We could build into something. Like, yeah. there's a partnership. That Those were, like, my favorite parts of that relationship, the parts that felt like a partnership. And so I'm like, okay. So I feel like, and I think that's what also made it hard to, like, fully separate from that person, that it feels like I got so close. I got so close, but it wasn't right. But I got so close. So it's, like, yeah. recognizing and thinking about those things and being like, okay, what does that mean? And what does that mean for how I date? Because I'm a really effing busy woman. And, like, actually spending a bunch of time with random people who I don't really know very well doesn't sound fun to me. I'd rather hang out with my friends. So, like, what does that what does that mean? Like, how do I how do I get to that place? I don't know. I don't have the answer. I think that's going to be something that I like explore and think about in twenty twenty. Well, it's interesting because you kind of did, you know, going into the new year, a big shedding of things as you do. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, oh, like going into this new year that I've been shedding, or like going into last year, I was no shedding. going into this new year. Yeah. I've- into 2020 yeah shedding you cut you just cut cut, things off cutting (laughs) cutting a ties of relationship that will really only i feel like well i think there's two things that happen the people who have really supported me this year i pulled them even closer Mm -hmm. and just couldn't even move away from me I literally could not move. Like, but I want you guys to know when I was looking at apartments, me and Katie would like, I'd be like, well, so there's one place in Central Harlem and Katie would be like, like her first response would be like, I mean, I could ride a bike there. <laughs> That's true. And then I'd be like, but I feel like I'm going to end up moving the inward and Katie's like, okay, closer to the one or the A. Like, it's like a couple like trying to figure out how far are we going to live from each other? And then yeah. I was like, Katie, I think I found the spot and get there. It's on Riverside. It's so close. <laughs> Which Inwood would have probably actually, in hindsight, been easier just because in the dead of winter, am I going to really want to ride my cold-ass bike over to like Central Harlem? Like, no. In the middle of like the night because night happens at noon here. <laughs> so, you know. But, but you know anyway. what? You don't have to wait. Now we don't we have to worry about that. Worry I about signed the two-year lease. There we go. We're good. <laughs> and you ride around the corner. No, I think, yeah. So I shared a relationship with someone who I really cared about because I could see myself investing a lot of emotional labor and had already invested a lot in emotional labor and making sure everything was okay. But I didn't feel like that person was even in a place to be able to do the same. Yeah. And I just, like... I had to finally admit to myself that it was kind of driving me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had to finally admit that to myself. And I just, like, wasn't, like, ready to do that. Because I knew that once I admitted to myself, it was going to start the process. And it happened very quickly. And it was mostly instigated and driven by me. I, it was going to start the process of, like, oh, this person's not going to be in my life anymore. And so I didn't want to admit that to myself. Yeah. And, like, you know, I spent, like, a couple of months being, like, should I? Maybe I should. Like, I spent a couple of months just being, like, I'm going to let them drift away. But then, like, every time I announced I was going to let them drift away, then they'd be, like, what are you doing? Where are you at? Where are you? back up. Yeah. And I'd be, like, how do you know that I literally just said that to someone yesterday? Like, and I was, like, okay. I got to I gotta make this decision for me. And it was a hard decision. I'm like still, like it wasn't that long ago and I'm still like dealing with like the ups and downs and every once in a while it hitting me. Like, which is so funny because it's not like a person who I'd known for years and years and years. Yeah. But like, 
she got really close really fast. Mm-hmm. You know, I not to like delve into relationships, but I'm starting to grow suspect of any relationship that you grow close like immediately. Because mm. I'm starting to wonder, I'm like, are we growing close immediately? Because I'm just like, like listening and taking all of the things that you're saying constantly and just like, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Here's what I think. I like I think about me and I think about this relationship. I feel like I was very wary and cautious in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then I kept getting signals that it was okay to get more and more comfortable. And then I just kept getting more and more and more comfortable. I think I spent six months waiting for someone to break up with me. That's true. <laughs> Two months being like, oh, I guess that's not going to happen. And then a few weeks being like, up, oh, nope, something's up. Yeah. And so like. And then like another six months being like, well. No, and then and then two months being like, how, how do I live without <laughs> you? And then like. It would months, not be a holiday special. If I did not sing. Yeah. Um, or a podcast in general. If us. I did not sing. And then like three months being like, maybe this can work the way it is. And then, like a week, being like, "Nope, it cannot. I'm, I'm, I'm losing I'm it. Out. <laughs> I'm finally admitting to myself I'm losing it. And because I haven't been fully admitting this to myself the whole time, this is gonna happen very quickly. I don't know. It makes me think of like the breakup. Maybe that's like where they were in their head. Like there, there had been like a play of like, oh, maybe I should do this. Are you talking about the movie? No, I'm talking about like my breakup oh, okay. earlier this year. One of the things, I think it's actually given me something. I thought you were literally referencing no, the breakup. No, that was a drawn out breakup. Um, I, I, one of the things that it made me realize, it made me have forgiveness over how, for the most part, over how quickly the breakup happened. Yeah. Like, I don't know how long they were sitting with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know I was sitting with it for a couple of months, so it might seem like I made a decision really quickly, but actually I was sitting with that for a couple of months. Yeah. And so... The biggest difference would be, I would say, that I had a conversation first to assess where they were. And then I was like, oh, you just can't do the work. Yeah, I think if that conversation had gone a little bit differently, like, I think I would have come out of it. Like, being like, okay, it's going to be some work, but we'll mm-hmm. be fine. Like, we can still be in each other's lives. But there was a comment made at the very end of that conversation when I was like, oh, that was the end of it for me. For sure. Yeah. You've definitely, well, I was going to say that you've definitely had more like way major highs and lows. Granted, I had a pretty big low this year, but for the vast majority, I feel like I've, and we had one big high. Okay. I take it all back. (laughs) Take it all back. Katie, 2019 in review. She takes it all back. (laughs) Take it all back. What was our, we, what was our campaign slogan again? Remember? I said it was, you need to calm down. There was another one too. There was one that was like you could have had a bad bitch. That's something like that. I don't know. So good though. But I announced our candidacy. I felt really good about Erica Atkins for president. Katie Rainey vice president. Perfect combo. We had a good campaign slogan. We'll get back to you all on that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go through Facebook. It's on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Well, so we talked about 2019, but we're we're entering a new decade. A new decade. This is like going to be the decade where climate change killed us all. Oh, so God, I'm I know. Super excited about it. Super excited. <laughs> I'm going to wait. Oh my God. Like, I can't wait. Like, this is the decade. I feel like I'm probably going to become the a mom in this decade. We're wear. 
I feel like I'm probably going to become a mom in this decade. So the first thing I want to do is I want to like really invest in swimming lessons for my children and like survival survival skills. So <laughs> I need to learn more survival skills so I can pass it on to the children because I feel like you know I actually don't think humanity is going to totally die out. We never completely die out. We just you need down. to talk. You need to talk to Katie Rainey in 2010 because she was building a bomb ass tornado shelter in Arkansas. That sounds amazing. I had a tornado corner in my parents' basement. (laughs) No, I just really wanted, like, I liked the idea of an underground shelter. I know it sounds weird, but I like, I just, I love building things. And when I was in Arkansas, like I had room and a garage and like everything to like have a workshop in. And like, I got that all from my grandmother. And so like I designed like a bomb slash tornado shelter that was like actually pretty like tricked out that sounds like smart it. yeah never got around to digging that hole but that just uh, sounds smart i start i dug a pond instead i made a pond <laughs> anyway sounds a little bit more manageable yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i was moving to new york so i was like eh. and then you moved to new york <laughs> yeah. and you were like i do though know the first i looked to die up here. um <laughs> there's a google map where all of the bomb shelters are in new york city oh great the nearest one to us though we actually have to like we'd never make it no i've i when i moved here i said oh i am fucked I have a car, so we could potentially make it upstate a little bit. Depending on what happened. The nearest bomb shelter to us is on the other side of the hill from City College. Yeah, so see, we'd have we're to just, make it. We'd never make it. Yeah, we're there. done. It depends on like what happened and if there's enough time for us to like. The good news is we're like, we're very close to like the bridge. We can get into Jersey. We could. Or like. If it's not stopped up like the GW Bridge always is. You know what we could do? We could get the car as close as we can. Actually, my apocalypse plan, if it's not like a climate change situation, but it's more like a, you know. Nuclear bomb. Yeah, but like, if there was a, depending on what kind of bomb it is, uptown Manhattan like might be okay, because usually people want to do stuff to downtown, and they're like, I don't really know what's up there. So like, if you notice in the movie, nothing ever happens in Harlem, so maybe we're okay. But <laughs> there are no there are no landmarks that people can remember unless somebody wants to bomb the Cotton Club. I guess then we're screwed. But like whatever, it's not even the original Cotton Club anymore. But my plan is actually to just go ahead and stay here, grab one of my tiaras, get the strongest, buffest gays I know, build an army, and basically become the queen of Hamilton Heights. Because what I feel like is that I'm already going to be pushed into leadership. So I might as well just like grab it early on and just know that the first set of leaders are like the first people to go just to, so let me just grab leadership early on and like live it live my best life i'm gonna go to cvs rite aid Dwayne reed Lu- cvs and rite aid that's your and fairway and i'm gonna goal. grab all the insure all the pedia like because everybody's gonna be going for the food but no one's gonna actually be going the canned food i'm going for all the things that are gonna like last me i'm building a stockpile and i'm gonna become the queen of at least this neighborhood. Of Hamilton Heights. Great. I'll be your vice president. Yeah. You can come be my my evil my evil right hand woman. That's right. I'm the Jafar in this situation. Be a pretty good Jafar. Okay, well we're we're this is conjecture on the next decade. But what about this past decade? Biggest biggest high, biggest low, whatever. Ooh. Okay, so we're going from two thousand nine. Or are we starting from 2010? 2010. So I moved to New York fall of 2009. Mm. So I spent like the first six months wondering if I made the right choice. Maybe even the first year. Because I moved here without a full... I left a full-time job. Mm. 
the company. Like, very uncharacteristically me. Maybe not totally uncharacteristically me, but I didn't have enough money saved to really do that. Mm. With, like, the supportive family friends and, like, my parents, I was able to, like, make it through. So, like, that first year with, like, a really big, like, 2010, I was, like, three months into being a New Yorker. And it was, like, a lot of questioning and trying, like, did I really make the right decision? And I could still go home if I want to. Mm -hmm. And, like, trying to, like, figure that out. So that was hard. Getting hired at my previous employer. I feel like we said on another podcast that's going to come out after this one what my previous employer was because that person said where they worked. So I'm going to say my previous employer, which was the New Victory Theater, which like really like changed the trajectory mm-hmm. of my career in New York City. Big high. A big low with that someone who I like had been in love with for years and then like fallen out of it with them. But had a lot of things that I had never said to him that were unresolved, passed away. That had a huge effect on my life and had largely shaped how I actually handled my last relationship. Mm. Um, I'm going to eat the Star of David. Yeah, please do. It largely shaped how I handled my last relationship where I can look back. It's a snowflake. I can confirm. I'm sorry. You can pretend it's the Star of David. I put blue on it on purpose to kind of like, you know, be like, maybe it's the Star of David. But it it handled the way in my last relationship, even up till the end, I said said goodbye. I didn't just go with that person. Mm -hmm. I made sure that I said the him everything that I wanted to say because Mm -hmm. I know what it's like to live with words you didn't say. Mm -hmm. And yeah, a lot of cool little people have been born in my life over the past 10 years. That's true. You have so many little people in your life. That I love very much. So that's been like all of those births have been really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, obviously like my career. I mean, 10 years ago, I was a singing server on a Mm-hmm. and I'm a deputy director of a $2 million organization. <laughs> like that. mm-hmm. That's my 10-year trajectory. And there were a lot of up and downs in there. But yeah. Oh, and I got my master's degree. So I say that's my decade. Yeah, I got my post back in English. I got my master's in creative writing. I lived in Rwanda in this decade. I moved to New York. Met my very long-term partner, who's the funniest person I've ever met. Met... My thesis advisor, who's like one of my favorite people in the entire world. Yeah. Yeah. Ten years ago, I was waiting tables, saving up for during while getting my post back and going to Rwanda and then saving, working in a bar again and saving up money for New York. And now I'm the director of a huge training program and run my own publishing company. Isn't that amazing? It's crazy. Ten years. I think about 10 years ago, I don't think I could be as vulnerable and open as I am now. Two years ago, three years ago. We got any of that wine left? Yeah. <laughs> Hit me up. Y'all, Katie's like looking straight up. Like she like got that like look in her eyes. She's like, you these, got any of that wine left? I these like, cookies oh, are, man, they, they, t- they take it out of you. <laughs> they make me thirsty. <laughs> but yeah, I would say. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, we both turned 30 in the last 10 years. That's true. Big milestone age. Big 3-0. I just feel like I could never have been... I feel like I was like very much like brought up partially because of like my race, partially because I'm a woman, partially because I'm from a military family. Like, keep your head down. Like, keep pushing through. Like, work hard. Like, mm-hmm. like 
you know, there's no crying in baseball. We don't play baseball. But, like, basically, like, you know, like, that is... When I would fall, when I got hurt, my dad was an athletic trainer and a paramedic and all that. First off, if your parents work in the medical field, if you're not massively bleeding, whatever is wrong with you is not that bad. <laughs> that is, like, what you learn generally. And yeah. But I would fall, and my dad would say, get up before you say you're hurt. And I realized a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, I think that's like been my mantra for my whole life. Get up before, before you, you say, say you're hurt. hurt. So Damn. I sprained my ankle once when I was 13. And the first thing I tried to do was stand up. And then I fell back over. And that's like when I turned to the sideline, yelled at my parents, like, I'm actually hurt this time. <laughs> but like, and they came over and like carried me off the field. Like my parents were always like, it's interesting. It's like, get up before you say you're hurt. But if you're hurt, we're here. We'll help you, right? Mm-hmm. But I had to admit I was hurt first. Yeah. And... I don't think I've really been able to do that until maybe 2017 was when I realized, and I'm still not officially diagnosed, but now that I know what it feels and it looks like, I'm like, yeah, I got to go to therapy and figure that out. 2017 is when I realized I might have some form of anxiety. Like once I realized that actually when I had my first panic attack yeah, and I realized the feeling that I had right before I had the panic attack. I was like, that's anxiety. Oh no, I've had that for a long time. So like, that was when I first realized that. 2018 was when I started, like, learning how to say no and setting up better boundaries and, like, starting to, like, realize, like, being vulnerable just made me a mm-hmm. better, more accessible person. And this year has, like, really just been, like, leaning, like, all in on that. Mm-hmm. Like, and just really, like, letting myself cry and, like, just be vulnerable and open in a way I've never been before. So that's been a really interesting, I think, experience for me to go through. Three things, I think. One, that the title of this episode is Get Up Before You Say You're Hurt. Yeah. Two, our campaign slogan is Get Up Before You Say You're Hurt. America, get up (laughs) before before you you say you're hurt. hurt. (laughs) I love that. And three, I think that is the like mantra for my spreadsheets, my six month, get up before you say you're hurt. Cause I feel like that's what I'm doing is like, I know it could be like, you could think of that as like a denial, like get up before you say you're hurt. Like you're denying some things, but also you can choose to look at it in a positive way. And it's like, yeah. okay, like before I slip into a massive dep- depression because of like some of these things that have been going on in my life, maybe I like I'll get up and like, there are things that I want to change or like, you know just work towards and, and so like, i can do that too i have like, that power totally like if you think about like one of the things i know a lot of people associate with me is that like i'm like a super resilient tough person which is why i think it's been hard for people to watch me like be upset sometimes over the past year because i'm normally very like i'm fine nothing bothering me and people are like oh like did this mean like something really wrong with eric <laughs> And it's not, I'm just learning, I'm experimenting with and learning how to be vulnerable now. Mm-hmm. But the whole, like getting up before I say, before I say I'm hurt has also though just made me like a tough person. Mm-hmm. And I'm just finding whatever the balance is in between that. Cause I don't want to lose that. Yeah. Cause this is a rough world. This is a rough world. And I am a sure. black person, a black woman in a world that like doesn't really appreciate those two things. So I need to have a certain amount of toughness or I won't make it. That's why I was raised that way. I would not make it. So the middle ground, and I got to find that. So like to your point, get up before you say you're hurt isn't necessarily like a bad thing. You just got to like figure out. I am all about this past year. I realized this in the second half of the year and definitely I'm taking this into 2020 has been about learning to live in the middle a lot of people live at zero or a hundred percent. Like real quick. Yeah. 
Wait, are you asking me a question real quick? No, zero to a hundred real quick. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, oh. oh, is that like a thing the young people are saying now? Oh, zero to a hundred real quick. Is no? that a rap song? That yes. I don't know? Oh my god. Yes. You know I don't know it. Oh, did Demi anyway, Lovato sing can, it? I have no idea who sings it. Don't ask me. But Brian says it all the time. Oh, so. Brian's like hip or whatever. Brian's like loves rap. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So like because like that's where people are. Like most people live in one of those two, and I'm like trying to like wrestle with that middle ground. Hmm. You know, and figure yeah. out what that means. Also, this is the year where I decided this upcoming year, I will talk to all my friends about what I'm trying to figure out in relationship. But sorry, Katie, and I love you. I'm not taking dating advice from people who have been in long-term committed relationships. Hey, I hooked you up with your last relationship. Maybe not. That's, <laughs> maybe, that's, <laughs> maybe that's not my credit there, but I'm just saying. I for, you know what? No, for I'm, many months, I was a win. Okay, You know what? No, I still to this day will say that is to your credit because you and your partner, Brian, were right. Like, we were a good match. The there were reasons why we didn't work out that I feel like had less to do with the fact that we weren't compatible. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think you guys called it. We were compatible. So I'm good at that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we were totally compatible. There were other issues at play that made it work. Because sometimes compatible people so don't work out. So I can still out. set you up is what you're saying. That's different from, like, <laughs> dating advice. I feel like people who haven't actually, like, really actively had to date in a while don't realize how much it changed. No, I get you. And so sometimes, like, people will say things to me. I also realize I get really annoyed when people, especially married people, like, keep telling me they're sorry for my situation. And I'll be like, well, like, we don't all find the one. So, like, that saying sorry. That's yeah. my own thing to work through. <laughs> but I'm like, that's real annoying. No, Definitely. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I get that you feel, like, sorry for me as your friend, but you feel like I'm sorry and then you don't, like, add any additional content. Well, also, I mean, we could get into the whole, like, sexist commentary of that, of, sure. like, you know, like, they expect you to be in a relationship at this point and, like, on your way to having children, you know? Right. And I'm not. My womb is still barren. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. So, we're coming up to an hour. I know. I've kind of been, like, waiting. Okay, so... Katie told me before we started recording. I have a game. She's like, I have a game. So I've also just been like hedging my words and like waiting for Katie to be like, we're going to play a game. So we're going to play a game now. Okay, great. We're here. And I'm really excited. And I literally came up with this game two seconds before we started recording. And I was like, Erica, I need one minute to put this together. Yes. And I did put it together in one minute. So Erica, are you ready to play Hallmark or Bachelor? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know your big high of 2019 you finally fully became a bachelor franchise i fan. did i did yes because demi is my hero and hannah hannah brown hannah brown one of the best bachelorette ever like we I, I don't think so like judging hannah brown i will say i am normally i am like reteaching myself how to really trust my instinct because I believe that women are taught not to like trust mm-hmm. their instinct with the exception if it comes to like a child or something mm-hmm. women are generally taught like to second guess themselves and be like oh am I being crazy like no one would ever do that mm-hmm. and I swear like 90% of the time you look back and you were right or it turns out what you thought was going on but you didn't know it was going on for sure but like you were right mm-hmm. like you know and so <laughs> You know, I really pride myself on leaning into trusting my instinct. Yeah. But you know why I was wrong? Hannah Brown. I thought she was going to be a dud. And 
That's true. But that with the magic of did. editing. That's the magic of editing. They made me think she was going to be a dud, and it turned out that she was amazing. A badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we cannot wait for January 6th when she's back on mm-hmm. with Peter. Because mm-hmm. she's going to show up. She's only going to be I, I'm, I'm betting she's only going to be on that she's one She's only going to be on the one episode. She's but not, she's not going to think about it. But still, we get to see. So, are you ready, Erica Atkins, uh-huh. to play Hallmark or Bachelor? Sure. So I'm going to read you a quote, and you have to tell me, does it come from a Hallmark movie or from The Bachelor I've franchise? also only watched two Hallmark movies in my entire life, and one of which is one that Katie made me watch mm-hmm, last mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you gotta. So she said. All right. First quote. The question isn't who's going to let you. The question is who's going to stop you? Bachelor? Nope. Hallmark. Oh, mm, okay. okay, that's that's zero one, Katie. So I get the point if you don't. What if you don't get this it? This game that's is bullshit. Okay. I wish I could do one. This like Backstreet Boys are in thing. I wish you were giving me time to prepare for this. <laughs> but you didn't have the idea. Like next, two seconds next before. show, next show. But since it's a holiday season and we're on the dawn of the new Bachelor, that's why we're playing this game. So next quote: There's real magic helping other people. Bachelor. Hallmark. I was just trying to go with patterns now. It's too Katie. Dude, I am worth the world. I am amazing. Okay, that's definitely the bachelor. For a bonus point, can you say who said it? I am worth the world. I am amazing. I want to say either Hannah or Demi. It's Demi. Okay. Yeah. Yep, it was when she was in the limo, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Then, Okay. All right. 2-2. Two, two. We'll say 2-2. Two, two. Deep intellectual things are just my jam. I'm de- I'm definitely going with the bachelor. On that that one. is the bachelor. All right, you can listen to your mind, but you have to follow your heart. Oh, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Hallmark. It is a hallmark okay. from Christ- Christmas under wraps. Great. I'm glad I didn't pick her. <laughs> I'm the bachelor. <laughs> yep, that's a blatch- that's a, bl- a bachelor. A bachelor. <laughs> There's never been a blatchler. A blatchler. There's been a black. There's been no blatchler. There's been a blatcherette. (laughs) I don't want to have to physically fight you, but if there's no way to stop you from saying what you're saying, then I will physically have to hurt you. And do you need me to differentiate from the bachelor versus the bachelorette? No, no, you can say. I feel like that's the bachelor comment. And look, I specifically think it's the bachelor. It is from Chad. I have the people. Yeah. So oh, the, that means it's the Bachelorette. Or it's Bachelor in Paradise. No, I think oh, we don't know. We don't know. No, no, I'm getting too specific, guys. Okay. Now you have my heart. Keep it next to yours and bring it back to me. I will always love you. Oh, I don't know. Hallmark? That is a Hallmark movie from Lost Valentine. It made me want to, like, vomit, <laughs> like, more than the other ones. Follow so that feeling, yeah. Erica. It's Trusting my instinct 2020, y'all. There we go. <laughs> I love the past, but I have found more joy focusing on the here and now. Hallmark? It is a Hallmark. You're okay. right. Love is the greatest power on earth. Being me is my greatest power. Do you get that? Being you isn't your greatest power. That's why you got to talk about me. Bachelor, for sure. That's got to be point. Bachelor. Do you know who said it? It's recent. Oh, I want to say, I don't think I'm going to get this, but I almost, I want to say it's from Hannah Steven, and I like, 
want to say if what's his name awful the awful 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 person and someone else had the same name luke p it's not luke p it's jordan oh was he did he say that on bachelor in paradise or did he say it on the season before he was i'm not sure before. I'm not okay sure. that does sound like something jordan would say yeah all right you're ahead i don't remember what the points are but you're winning you know, sometimes love isn't fireworks. Sometimes love just comes softly. Hallmark. That is a hallmark. I thought that one would trip you up. No. You did not. No, you didn't even hesitate there. Yeah. I've never felt for anyone the way I feel for you, so it's hard to let go. How am I supposed to find another you? That one feels tricky. I am i don't actually totally trust myself in this, but I'm going to say Bachelor. It is Bachelor. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I don't know who said it. If that's what he wants, I'm not what he wants. How can he look at her and think she could be that's his bachelor. wife? Don't you even have to finish that? You know who it is? If that's what he wants, I'm not what he wants. How can he look at what was the full quote? How can he look at her and think she could be his wife? Caitlin, Allie, Fedadowski. Oh, season fourteen. I have she's no fine. She's like married to someone now. I think. Before the moon has left the sky, and this is the last one. Before the moon has left the sky, he must know he's still your guy. Hallmark. It's a Hallmark. Erica Atkins, you have won. Hallmark or Bachelor? <laughs> How does it feel to be a winner? Like it always does. Like I do every day. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> All I do is win, 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 win no matter what. You, I have to say, you didn't sing that much. You want to take us out on a song? Well, it's so funny. One of the things I wanted to do, but I was like, that's too much. I have too many songs. But to be like, what song would you say began your year and end your year, ended your year? And I was like, nope, too many songs. So, oh, God, no, not that song. Maybe actually, no. I actually listened to more of it than I thought I would. And it's like one of my least favorite Bastard Boys songs. But it came on the playlist. I was not just listening to Bastard Boys. But it was, what makes you different makes you beautiful. What's there inside you? Something like, it is shining through in your eyes. And this has been Rosé All Day Anyways with Katie Rainey and Erica Atkins. Makes you beautiful to me. We'll see you in 2020, babies. 2020! Bye, y'all. Bye.